May 19, 2008. Now and forever you will be remembered, our first, our hope, our gift from God, and our proof of his existence. There is no blame to be placed, only tears shed for someone we unfortunately never met, but knew. You were our happiness, our unity, our purpose, but you were just not ready. Our future will provide us with a child, God willing, but there will only be one first. You. May 19th started out so beautifully. My wife and I were prepared to head to our ultrasound to get a glimpse of our first child. We had announced to very few individuals that we were having a baby, but we really couldn't contain our excitement with our family. I can vividly recall a conversation with my brother that would later change the way I communicated about our future potential children. His, his words roughly equated to, you should probably wait to do too much sharing until around 12 weeks. Little did I know how on point his message would become. In Julia Bueno's book, The Brink of Being, talking about miscarriage, she relays the following regarding her own miscarriage. We think the majority of miscarriages happen in the first trimester before 12 weeks. And given that around one in four pregnancies end in miscarriage, I had reason to fear the worst. But many women aren't like me. They don't expect it to happen and are not prepared for what it may involve, neither the potential physical and possible medical endurance, nor the roller coaster of competing and complex feelings that the grief for a lost pregnancy can involve. The sadness, guilt, self-blame, sense of failure and worthlessness, anger and uncomfortable envy can surprise or even shock the bereaved, who bear all this with no sure sense of how or how long to grieve nor confidence to talk about an experience that has been relentlessly silenced. We, like many, were ill-prepared people for what was to come at 10 a.m. the morning of May 19th. I left work to meet my wife at the OB to observe the ultrasound, celebrate with excitement, and then head back to work. But things definitely didn't go as planned. As the ultrasound tech began her work, things became clear that something was not right. Searching. No sounds. Searching. Small appearances on a screen, searching, and then a pause. Eventually, with others now in the room with us, we were met with the news that would forever change us. They couldn't find a heartbeat. Everything that followed was a blur, calling my work to let them know I wouldn't be coming back, reaching out to my mom, and comforting my wife as best I could without having any idea of what was best. Instead of falling in love with the warbling drumbeat of our baby's heart, we were now met with the questions of what to do about the strawberry-sized dead child inside my wife. Unfortunately, the plans ended with a DNC, which further complicated this already heartbreaking development. What was to follow would be terrible sadness, envy of others, including my best friend, with their children, anger and resentment, a fear for any future pregnancies, but a relief a relief to suddenly be connected to a massive community of people with lived experiences that we never knew existed. Like these moments, facing tomorrow is a place to build community for those seeking answers, guidance, support, and comfort when life just doesn't seem fair. October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. We welcome anyone who has lost a child at any point in their journey. Ours is a story of early loss with a thankful end with two additional children. Of course, not without their own complications, but they're still here today. We'll also hear from Matt and Haley, who lost their child through stillbirth at 20 weeks, and that child was to be the middle child of their three children. These conversations are not easy, but they need to be brought to light, and you need to know that you are not alone. 
So please join us, listen in, participate in the conversation, and share these stories with others in hopes of continued community. Thank you for listening.